1: Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life.
2: Roundtable, certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in with us, and always great to have our sponsors and say thank you to our sponsors for making the Advisors Roundtable possible. So Bubba, the title to today's uh, uh, show is "Preparation is not sexy." Okay. All right. So coming uh, off
0: of Thanksgiving, yeah, I, I could say that the preparation for Thanksgiving meal was it, not sexy. It was not yeah, sexy. You, know, you get flour everywhere and cranberries mm-hmm. oh, dripping everywhere. <laughs> they're and,
2: sticky on top yep. of the counter. Right. And, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Exactly. But now the the consumption. That's mm-hmm. the fun part. That is, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But the preparation, man, too much work, a lot of work, mm-hmm. a lot of planning, a lot of time, and you're a lot of time because you cook, right? Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. so let's use cooking preparation mm-hmm. for that as you took us down this this, this line of thinking. Um, you do that sometimes by yourself. Usually, always by myself. Right. I had a little bit of help I had somebody peel some
0: uh some potatoes for Thanksgiving this year
2: yeah 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 but um, you know you're alone mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes that's good and that's welcome mm-hmm. but the preparation part is just not the fun part of the holiday right it's it's just not the fun part of the experience uh, going on vacation -hmm The preparation part and the planning and the reservations and the route and the time and the scheduling, that's not the fun part. So, all right, so we're going down this path.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm going to throw it back on you, though, because I know that you're a runner.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. So the preparation for you is probably a pretty fun part.
2: Uh, to a degree, right? You know, I mean,
0: you're out there, you're sweating, but you're also hanging out with people, having conversations, all that kind of, yeah. So I guess it it depends on how you do the preparation.
2: Absolutely. And that's the point because you, uh, Mm -hmm. let's say you're in the kitchen and you're cooking and initially for somebody who doesn't cook sitting in the living Mm -hmm. room, you know, twiddling their thumbs, waiting for you to finish uh, Mm -hmm. Sunday lunch. That looks boring and yeah. and can't you hurry up but mm-hmm. it may be a solace to you. Right. It may be a place where you get away it may be fulfilling to you. Uh the same thing for somebody who's yeah. a runner. Yeah, the or, race.
0: Or or family members see that you're in there working doing whatever and they say, "Huh, I guess I could turn this movie off and go in there and sit with dad." Yeah. You know? Yeah. And watch him work. And
2: yeah, how often has that occurred?
0: Well, uh, actually, uh, Mary Margaret, the angel of our family, God bless her. Yeah, God bless her. Did come in and sit
2: with me for about five minutes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's that mm-hmm. was nice, uh, and it made your preparation go a little it faster. Did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little more enjoyable. And the reason we're talking about preparation not being sexy is because same thing is true for your financial mm-hmm. life. Is it sexy talking about life insurance?
0: I, well, I would say that everything that that we do is is probably um, as, far sexism, as, yeah. as far
2: from sexy as it
0: can. As far from sexy as because what are we talking about, right? Right, right? We're talking about life, really, but we're also talking about death. Yeah, and it can get kind of depressing taxes. if you. Yeah, taxes. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Financial, some people hear that word and they're just like, no way, I'm out. They shut down, like when they hear the word math.
2: And then you put planning on the end of that, they're like, no, uh -uh." uh-uh. That's two things I don't Mm -hmm. like. I don't like finances and I don't Mm -hmm. like planning, so I'm out, Mm -hmm. right? Tap, I'm out. Uh, But those who do it, let's uh, take it also away from the financial sphere for just a minute and take it to something practical. How about storm planning? You know, they, they tell you a storm is on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you uh, batten down the hatches, you make sure that you got the batteries and extra water and, and clean out the interior closet of the house, that sort of thing. That's work. It is. That's preparation. That's not fun. I had a conversation yesterday with a client of ours and she lives up in Missouri. And she told me that part of her house got blown away about mm-hmm. four or five weeks ago in a, in a tornado. Yeah. And she was so thankful that her son had done some pre-arranging and some planning mm-hmm. because they heard this roar yeah. and they knew that there were storms in the mm-hmm. area and they walked out on the front porch and like two houses away was a tornado.
0: Yeah.
2: And he grabs her. They run straight into the house jump into the closet, slam the door just in time. Mm -hmm. Now, she thinks that saved her life. Yeah. That's pretty sexy. It is. But all that planning beforehand Mm -hmm. and him cleaning out the closet and making sure water and batteries Mm -hmm. were in there and where's the flashlight and do we have extra blankets and stuff? Uh, Nobody wanted to do that. Right. That's just overkill. So let's talk about some of the things in your financial life that maybe you need to be doing this pre-preparation analysis uh, little work on that are just not sexy. We touched on one just a minute ago, life insurance. Nobody wants that nobody wants to think about that
0: nobody wants to think about uh what it would take in order for the life insurance to pay off
2: (laughs) you mean me dying yeah 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 that's probably plus i don't want to pay the premium bubba right you know they tell us less than 10 percent of the term policies that are in effect at any time ever pay off Mm -hmm. that means 90 percent of the people paid their premiums or quit paying their premiums or paid a portion of their premiums over time. and I think the percentage is much lower than that. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd, and I'd have to go back and look at the statistics. But I <laughs> I think that the statistics would show that uh, probably 2 to 3% of uh, term life policies actually pay off.
2: So somebody driving in the highway and they hear that and they're like, you mean there's a 97% yeah. chance that mm-hmm. all those premiums I'm paying – Nobody in my family will yeah. ever get the benefit out of, then That's the right. heck with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say the same thing about
0: homeowners insurance. Well, yeah. And in, in our local area here, mm-hmm. I think there's a one in 1,700, 1700 1, chance that your house is going to burn down.
2: Yeah, but everybody's going to have it. Everybody's going to have it. And most of us should be thinking about the life insurance, but it's some preparation mm-hmm. and it's uh, uh, it's some adulting mm-hmm. I just really don't want to do.
0: Well, and for me personally, it makes me feel good to know that it's there.
2: Oh yeah, as part of your responsibility as to part your of my responsibility. Yep. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about this preparation not being sexy, and specifically, I'm going to talk about tax planning with your largest asset possibly from the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Bubba Davis, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening, and we're talking about planning not being sexy here. So, Bubba, uh, <clears throat> if you uh, had to look at the average American's um, list of assets, maybe have a checking account, maybe have some, some, um, uh, cash, maybe a little bit of savings, maybe, um, you know, uh, retirement account, Mm -hmm. maybe a house, maybe a car that, that sound Mm -hmm. right. Right. All right. Um, as we rank them from the one on the average Americans list, that is most valuable so the one that's least valuable. Would you say their house or their retirement account is usually the most?
0: But I, I would. And I'm glad you you preface that by saying average American, okay. right? So uh, the, the individuals that typically come see a financial advisor, right? Mm-hmm. At some point, their investable assets will probably be greater than uh, the value of their home. Mm -hmm. So when you say average American, Mm -hmm. I've got to take everybody into consideration. Even
2: those who don't have financial advisors.
0: Those who don't have financial advisors, et cetera, et cetera. And of the average Americans, I would say that the home is probably the largest asset that they own.
2: Okay. All right.
0: So you're right on
2: track there. Okay. But the people who see financial advisors have a Mm -hmm. stockbroker, you know, paid attention in the class Mm for the 401k introductory at work. Those people you're saying one of these days, their retirement account may their be larger than retirement
0: account the, or investment account is going to be larger or worth more than what their home is.
2: And how is that possible, Bubba? The market is down 20 percent and we have, you know, these things called mm-hmm. recessions and volatility in the stock market. How in the world could that possibly ever be counted on?
0: Well, it, it, you know, you, you, you say that, but uh, even given those circumstances, those which assets, are true. which are true, right? but those, uh, those assets are still growing uh, at a higher valuation or a higher percentage rate on an annual basis over time than what their home would be.
2: So we would I, think- I think
0: it's safe to assume mm-hmm. that, uh, that home values will increase generally somewhere around two to
2: 3% per year. Okay, across the country. Across the country. Sometimes in little pockets in certain right. urban areas or uh, whatever, mm-hmm. we might see those go up 5 to 10% every once in a while right. because, mm-hmm. because of employment or the economy Correct. or inflation or okay. whatever. But on an average, 2 to 5% mm-hmm. your house is going to go up, right. right? However, investment accounts, and I'm
0: going to be a, a very, very broad in general here, mm-hmm. uh, probably go up somewhere between 8 and 10% per year. Really? Yeah.
2: But mine's down twenty percent.
0: It is. What happened back in uh, in two thousand and twenty when mm. COVID rolled around? The yeah,
2: market went down twenty percent.
0: What happened back in two thousand and eighteen when we had a trade war with China?
2: Yeah, for about two or three months. And a though. government shutdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and a lot of twenty percent correction and, there. And a lot of people didn't even pay attention to mm-hmm. that.
0: What happened in two thousand and sixteen when Brexit occurred? Mm-hmm. You know what happened in two thousand and eight mm-hmm. uh, when we had the housing crisis.
2: So you're telling me this has happened? Before.
0: It happens and it happens on a normal basis and a regular basis.
2: <laughs> All right, but if uh, if if I'm an investor and I've got a retirement account mm-hmm. and I'm looking for the future and I buy quality, mm-hmm. then I, I'm probably going to average more in that account. Plus, I'm consciously adding to that mm-hmm. value. Right. Out of my paycheck, probably. Mm -hmm. And my employer's probably matching it. Yep. And so, over time, I think you're right. I think that, you know, you get somebody to be 60 years old, and they make a list of everything that they own, everything that's Mm -hmm. in their name. They'll have their house, and they'll have their retirement account, and their automobiles, and their savings, and their checking account, and land, and timber, and whatever else they rent houses they may own. Um, But their retirement account or their house is probably going to be their highest. uh, Now, the problem is, and a lot of people don't want to do this, this is the non-sexy part of the planning Mm -hmm. and the preparation. Let's say that you're looking at the average American and they've got a $200,000 house and a $200,000 retirement account when they're 50. Yep. Does that sound reasonable? Sounds very reasonable. Okay. Is that two hundred thousand in that retirement account all theirs? No. I'd say twenty to twenty-five
0: percent of that <laughs> is, belongs to the government.
2: This is a news alert. Mm-hmm. If you're listening yeah. to this, and you look at your retirement account, and you think I've got two hundred thousand dollars, oh contraire, yeah. you don't have two hundred thousand dollars. You really have about a hundred and sixty thousand. And you're saying that because taxes of, of taxes, mm-hmm. you owe tax on that. Now, two two or three things usually happen when we know something's going to happen mm-hmm. to us that is negative. Let's say you take your sweet little daughter to the doctor because she's got a sinus infection, mm-hmm. and she doesn't like shots. Yep. Okay. She's done this before because mm-hmm. she's how old? Nine. Nine years old. So she's probably been before. Mm -hmm. And when they give her a shot, they come at her with a needle Mm -hmm. and they poke it inside her and she doesn't like that. So she's going to try to avoid it as Mm -hmm. long as possible. Yep. Right? That's what adults do when it comes to taxes. Mm -hmm. We see the tax thing, the tax bill, the tax possibility, the tax fact Mm -hmm. as like a needle. Right. Right. We do everything we can to avoid it. I'm going to do everything Mm -hmm. I can to avoid it. Should I? Um, Not in all instances. Oh, really? Yeah. You're telling me
0: I should pay some of these taxes? Uh, Depending on your circumstances, yes. It may make sense for not only you, but for family members Mm -hmm. to pay some of those
2: taxes. So the smartest thing, if I know Mm -hmm. the taxes are coming if i know i get, i can't avoid them the smartest thing is to do n- number 1 here related to tax planning if you're going to pay taxes pay them at the lowest bracket possible that's right right absolutely now how do i do that
0: well it's it's income based Okay. So I'm going to talk in generalities here. I think the, uh, the income bracket uh, or tax bracket increase for mm-hmm. a married couple mm-hmm. uh, going from 12% to 22%, I think, mm-hmm. starts around $90,000. Is that pretty that, that's, close? That's real close. That's All close
2: right. enough for, my, for, yeah. for today. For today. Yep.
0: Um, so if you have income, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, whether that be um, retirement income or whatever your income sources are mm-hmm. that are equal to $40,000. Mm-hmm. Well, that means that you can take your income up to that $90,000, mm-hmm. right? Or $50,000 out of your IRAs mm-hmm. and pay the tax on that now. Now. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you would be paying effectively the lowest marginal rate out there.
2: Now. Why why is that so hard for us to hear? Nobody
0: well, likes paying taxes. They hate it. They
2: don't want to do yeah, it. They don't like that needle. Uh, no, that's exactly right. It hurts. Uh, it's ominous. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It, it, it takes something away from me. However, if I were to tell you, let's say that temporarily we take a little away, but in the long run, we're going to give you more freedom. Mm-hmm. Now. One of the reasons we pay taxes is freedom. Yep. Red-blooded Americans, listen to me. hmm One of the reasons you pay taxes is freedom. You like to pay for roads and bridges to be able to go anywhere you want to. You like to pay it for the military and the mm-hmm. police and the first responders. If you're going to pay taxes at all, you want to think that's where it's going. Sure. And a large portion of it is mm-hmm. a large portion of your taxes are going for social security that in the future are going to give you a benefit right. and Medicare and all these things related to Medicaid for those people mm-hmm. who are less fortunate around us. Most of us like if we're going to pay taxes, mm-hmm. we like to think that we're paying for that, and that is related to your freedom. Correct. I'm trying, I'm going to tell you, you know, here in a couple minutes, we're going to go to a break, but I'm trying to to steer you into and talk you into hanging along with Mm -hmm. us. But we want to talk you into a strategy where you pay taxes at the lowest rate Mm -hmm. that you possibly can, and it gives you freedom. Would that not change my attitude? It, it, it
0: almost changes my attitude right now, just listening to you. Yeah. I like freedom.
2: We all like yep. freedom. It, it, it's a hallmark mm-hmm. of our lifestyle. It's a hallmark of Americana. It's a hallmark of what people lived and, and died for. And so, therefore, we should want to think about it that way. If I pay a little tax now, I'm not just paying it to the government, you know, which is my obligation, but I'm paying a fee... see your taxes as a fee to give yourself an option to have future freedoms. Mm -hmm. Now, going into this break, we've got a minute or two here. Let's uh, whet their appetite. What kind of freedoms am I paying for if I go ahead and pay for tax now?
0: Well, probably the freedom from paying a higher rate later.
2: Number one. Yeah. Number one. And we're going to explain what that means. So maybe I pay at a lower rate. Secondly, I'm giving freedom to my children. Because if you're my child and I leave you a million dollar IRA, I'm only leaving you about seven or eight hundred thousand. That's right. But if over time I have realized, you know, Bubba, he's a doctor and he's in a high tax bracket. Mm -hmm. Here I am retired, I'm in a lower tax bracket from a family planning point of view. If I really love him, I probably would pay the taxes now. So one of these days I can leave him a whole million. All right. The other thing, it gives me freedom as to where the money goes after I've paid the taxes. Mm-hmm. When you earn a paycheck and you pay your taxes out of your paycheck and they do to the deductions and you get your take home, is anybody standing there with a gun telling you how you can spend that money? Well, other than the mortgage company, you know. <laughs> but no, yeah. I mean, yeah,
0: it's, it's and I don't have to spend it on the mortgage it, if I don't want
2: to. Yeah, there's some freedom. Right. So we're going into a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how taxes can buy you freedom from the America from the Advisors Roundtable right here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for hanging in there again with us at the Advisors Roundtable, Super Talk Radio, Cooley and Labis Financial Advisors here. And so uh, Bubba, we're talking about uh, this large asset that some people have, this retirement account, paying taxes now. So I had this aunt, Aunt Betty. She was married to a drill sergeant in the Marines. I always called him Sergeant Carter behind his his back. And those of us who remember Gomer Pyle know who I'm talking about, right? I can't Mm -hmm. hear you. That sort of thing. So uh, that was my uncle, Al. And they lived all around the world, and he was a drill drill sergeant. Yep. And so she lived with a drill sergeant, which meant she was probably pretty organized, you think? Mm-hmm. And she had three or four children. And I remember that this is the way she did uh, chores. She would have a list of the, the, the family chores that needed to be done tomorrow. Uh, she would write them out mm-hmm. and put them on the refrigerator tonight. Okay. Okay, so tomorrow the beds needed to be, be made and the floors needed to be swept and the bathrooms needed to be cleaned and whatever. Mm-hmm. The clothes needed to be washed. You put the list up there and just leave it to the kids. Okay, so now if Bubba's the smart one among us, mm-hmm. so let's say that you know Bubba and Greg and Phil are my Aunt Betty's children.
0: Or, or Bubba's the oldest responsible one,
2: right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. And so he looks up there and he knows the drill. And the night before, he mm-hmm. looks up there, and he takes the pen, and he goes, you know what? There are four different things to be done up here, and I'm going to go ahead mm-hmm. and get dibs on the easiest one. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Plus, I'm going to be the apple of my mama's eye, because my name's going to be mm-hmm. up there first. Yep. So Bubba scribbles his name out there beside Make the Bed, mm-hmm. Okay. And then Phil comes along later and sees that making the beds were taken care of and he goes, Okay, well I'll do the laundry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then Greg comes walking in and there may be sweep the floor, vacuum the floor, mop the floors, the floors. Right. Which require three or four or five mm-hmm. things, but I got in late and I yep. had to do more. Mm-hmm. Now I want you to apply that to your retirement account. And to paying taxes. Okay. If you plan early mm-hmm. and you look at it and you get in before it's really necessary, you got a lot more freedom and you probably are going to have less of a load. Yep. You're going to have a lower tax bracket mm-hmm. to pay. But if you keep putting it off and putting it yep. off and putting it mm-hmm. off, Bubba's told me that my account balance is probably going to grow. Yep. Which means what? It means you're going to owe more tax. My taxes yeah. are going to grow. Mm-hmm. So there was Greg, he was lazy, and he put it off, and he put it off, and he put it off as it came to the list of chores, and he had to do more chores than Phil and Bubba. I'm telling you, if you will start now to plan Mm -hmm. your taxes, you'll pay at a lower tax bracket. So how can we do that? Number one, after 59 and a half, you don't have any early withdrawal penalties, right? right? So you've Mm -hmm. saved 10% there. And you have until 72 to do this putting off like Greg did with his chores. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it might be a good idea to go ahead and do what Bubba told me earlier. And that is look at my present income and where's the Mm -hmm. next bracket and go ahead and pay some tax now at this lower thing. How many people have you told this strategy to over your career?
0: Oh, I I couldn't count
2: them. Hundreds, thousands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how many of them said, oh, yeah, I want to do that. Bubba, let's pay tax right now.
0: Uh, probably about 8% of them. Yeah, Maybe 6 <laughs> Not
2: yeah. many. Not many. Mm-hmm. Number one, as you said, nobody wants to pay tax. Right. Number two, maybe they don't understand the math. Mm-hmm. So let's work through the math. Yeah. Okay? Let's say that Phil has a $100,000 IRA, mm-hmm. or his 401k, his retirement account, right. that he's going to owe tax on. And he turns 60 years old. And your example earlier, he's he making about... Forty to fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year. Next tax bracket, is up there close to ninety. He could pay tax. He could take out thirty to forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars and pay some tax this year, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's work. Say to, that they
0: have combined income of seventy thousand. Okay. Right, and mm-hmm. ninety thousand is is where the tax rate jumps up. Right. Okay. The next He's got a hundred thousand dollar IRA. Right. Wouldn't it make sense to go ahead and pay that tax at a rate of twelve percent? Uh-huh. As opposed to twenty two percent,
2: yeah, yeah. Now,
0: so, and if he's age sixty, then he's got basically five or six years that he could take the distributions out of this. He again. could
2: get that whole thing gone, right, at lower mm-hmm. tax brackets. Now, what's he going to do? Let's work through it mechanically. Mm-hmm. Let's say that he's got com- combined; he and his spouse have combined income mm-hmm. of sixty five or seventy thousand. The next income tax bracket is at ninety thousand. Let's say it's twenty thousand dollars worth of right. wiggle room there. Mm-hmm. All right, so he takes out twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars from his IRA and pays tax at twelve percent. Right, right. Mm-hmm. If he's living in the great state of Mississippi, because it's coming from a retirement account, he's not going to pay Mississippi That's state right. tax. Yeah, so he'll only have the federal tax liability. So twelve percent of twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, twenty four hundred dollars. All right, so twenty four hundred mm-hmm. off of twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars is 17600 dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens with the seventeen six?
0: Well, he's got a couple of options. Mm. You know, if if he is not really worried about his kids or anything like that, then he can go on vacation. Go spend it, (laughs) blow it, you know, all that kind of stuff. But in
2: five years, he's going to be out of his retirement He's going to be out of his retirement Mm -hmm. All right. So we're probably going to put it back. And reinvest it. And in some Mm -hmm. other kind of account that gives him credit for having paid the tax on the Mm $17,600. And he can... Still participate in these markets mm-hmm. that you said could average between six and ten percent earlier. Right. And so over the next ten to fifteen years you think he's gonna make up for those taxes he's paid? I think so. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean if you figure if you figure that his effective tax rate is twelve percent, right? M- yep. And if we anticipate that the rate of return that he's going to get is between 6 and 10%, yeah. call it 8%, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then how long does it actually take him to, to recoup that? Just two or three years. Yeah.
2: Right? Mm-hmm. And now he's got it in a pile of money that is not going to have as much of a tax bite That's right on it. Mm-hmm. And that big F word we used earlier, mm-hmm. Kuli and Labus use F words on their shows, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The freedom. That's right. What kind of freedom is he going to have in this new account that he didn't have in his retirement account?
0: He, so he's got a number of freedoms. He's got the freedom to go in and pull whatever kind of money he wants out of that account. Anytime. Anytime he wants. Right. Uh, no penalties. No penalties. There may be some tax implications. If he's got some capital on, if gains, he's got some or gains or and That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, he's got the ability to leverage that account. Ooh, let's talk about that. That means borrow against it, Uh right? Use it as collateral. Uh You can't necessarily use retirement accounts as collateral. Uh But you can with an individual account or a joint account.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can give Mm -hmm. it to people. He can invest it in a bunch of different Mm -hmm. kinds of ways because he's already paid tax on it. Maybe, yeah, he wants to put it back in the stock market. But maybe he doesn't. Maybe he wants to put it in a rent house. Yeah. And consider that. As Mm -hmm. future income to he and his family in his retirement. Right. He's got a lot more freedoms with that, Mm -hmm. doesn't he? He can also convert this money and put it into a Roth. Correct. Now let's talk about the difference between a Roth and just this regular old investment account we alluded to earlier.
0: So a, a Roth account is a type of retirement account mm-hmm. that you put money into after tax. Mm-hmm. It grows tax-deferred, oh, yeah. and distributions are going to be tax-free.
2: As long as he's got it in there uh, five years, That's or right. age 59 and a half, Correct. whichever is longest, mm-hmm. right? Now, why would he want to think about maybe taking some of this and putting it and converting it into a Roth as opposed to sticking it over here into another investment account? First of all, taxes. Yeah. Right.
0: In a regular investment account, if he puts it in an account like that, then he may be subject to capital gains. Mm. In a Roth account, he would not be.
2: Ah. Yeah, so you know, we may be looking at his tax bracket. We may be talking mm-hmm. to his tax planner. We may be doing a strategy here. Mm-hmm. We may be communicating all this to him. And doesn't that feel like you're in more control? Yeah, it does to me. Than just waiting mm-hmm. and anticipating and being full of anxiety, and one of these days I'm going to have to pay tax. Why don't you just do it mm-hmm. when you're kind of in control and can pull the trigger when you sure. want to? Right? Now, these taxes that that we, we've paid if we do this, you tell me that if I've got a $100,000 account, I can probably do this over four or five years, and then I'll have to, that worry again the rest of my life? Yeah, in this situation, that that's exactly the way it would work. Wouldn't it be great that you can almost guarantee yourself to eliminate a future worry? Mm-hmm. Just think about it. Think about how many worries you have yep. in your life. Huh? And if I can
0: eliminate worrying about taxes on a retirement account,
2: I yeah. well, might as well. i wake up when I'm 60. I sit mm-hmm. down with Bubba and Greg and my CPA and my mm-hmm. spouse, and we come up with this strategy. And by the time I'm 65 and I get ready for Medicare, yep. I ain't thinking about taxes anymore. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a great thing?
0: That's
2: right. Yeah. Now, I can do a lot with this money that I've paid tax Mm -hmm. on. We talked about two options. Number one is convert it to a Roth. Number two is put it in a retirement account. What if I'm really concerned about being able to leave some kind of death benefit to my family?
0: Well, you can buy uh, life insurance for that.
2: Already paid tax on it. Mm -hmm. So the money, I can do anything I want to with it. That's right. You said I could go on an around-the-world trip, mm-hmm. I can convert to a Roth, mm-hmm. I can put it in an investment yeah. account, I can pay off debt. Yeah.
0: I have people ask me from time to time, and I'm going to say this real quickly, is life insurance a good investment? Mm-hmm. And I tell them, you tell me exactly when you're dying, I can give you your return <laughs> on investment,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Life is sometimes about timing, and we're talking about controlling the timing of paying taxes here. Up against a break, and after this break, we're going to come back and continue this discussion here from the Advisors' Roundtable on Supertalk. Thank you for hanging in there with us at the Advisors' Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Bubba Levius and Greg Cooley with you here on Supertalk. And we're talking about uh, doing a little tax planning, being a little uh, more in control and having a little more freedom in your life and maybe paying... Less taxes over time, you and your mm-hmm. family. Here's one option that I see many people um, choosing because it let, it lets them avoid things now. And that is, no, Bubba, I'm not paying taxes at age 60. And I'm paying until I'm age 65. I'm putting it off, and I'm going to just wait until they make me. Mm-hmm. Does wait till they make me sound like somebody who's in charge of their own life, somebody who has freedom, or does it not. sound like somebody else's controlling yeah. you?
0: Yeah. So uh, here, here's the argument that I, I would say to that, right? Or, uh, uh, or those individuals' argument. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put off paying taxes on these for as long as I possibly can. Yep. And then when they make me, I'm mm-hmm. only going to pay the minimum amount yep. that I'm required to pay. Yep. That's exactly. And right. then when I die, this tax burden's going to somebody else.
2: Yeah. All right. So you've made this statement uh-huh. before. If Daddy Warbucks Phil over there has a bunch of different assets as he does, uh-huh. he's extremely wealthy and he's going to leave you some of them. You want to receive that big retirement account or you want to receive the timber or you want to receive the life insurance? If you get to choose, which one do you want to receive? Well, first of all, I wouldn't turn any of them down, right? (laughs) Good point. (laughs) But if
0: I have to choose, Uh I would choose the one that I don't have to pay tax on. So if that's an inheritance of land that gets a step up in basis, mm-hmm. if it's the inheritance of a home that gets a step up in basis, if, mm-hmm. if it's the inheritance of a, an investment account that gets a step up in basis, mm-hmm. uh, then those would be my preference or life insurance, which you know, comes in tax free.
2: All right, so when you say step up in basis, explain what that means technically.
0: Let's, let's say that uh, years ago, Daddy Warbucks bought a house on the beach mm-hmm. for $100,000. Okay. And today, it's worth $2 million, Ooh. Right. I would much rather inherit that $2 million house mm-hmm. because I don't have to pay the tax on that.
2: On the difference between the 100000 and yeah. the $2 million. If, if Daddy
0: Warbucks had sold
2: it, uh-huh. then
0: he would owe tax on $1.9 million. While he's game, alive and breathing. While he's alive and breathing. But after he dies, I would rather inherit that.
2: Because you get it mm-hmm. now... From the point of view of the IRS, yeah. like you paid two million mm-hmm. for it, yeah. And if you turn around and sell it to me tomorrow for two yeah. million bucks and walk mm-hmm. away with two million, you owe no tax. Exactly.
0: Yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh, same same kind of scenario. Let's say that Daddy Warbucks a long time ago decided to invest in this fruit company called Apple, right? <laughs> and he bought several thousand shares. Yeah,
2: at a few dollars a share. At a
0: few dollars a share, and it's split over time and gone up, and it's now worth five million dollars, <laughs> right? I would much rather inherit that account because it's going to get a step up in basis and I wouldn't have to pay the tax on it.
2: All right. But you get that retirement account. Mm -hmm. Say that he
0: bought uh, Apple in that retirement account and now it's worth $5 million. Well, somebody has to pay the tax on that. About a million bucks.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right?
0: Yeah. So what's going to benefit me the most? Right. Right. Having had, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, an inheritance, right, Mm -hmm. uh, that has already had the tax paid on it or that you get a step up in basis on.
2: And maybe had the tax paid on it at the lowest rate that Mm -hmm. we possibly could because we planned it.
0: Let me me plant one more little seed here uh, that I was thinking about over the break. Right. For these individuals who think that a Roth conversion is a good idea, Mm -hmm. right, or who think that maybe paying tax now would be a good idea, what has occurred over the last year? We've had a correction in the stock market. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So let's. So his
2: retirement account maybe has gone from a million to eight hundred thousand. Very possible that it has, right? Mm
0: -hmm. So you're actually getting a discount on the assets that you're paying taxes on. If you do it right now, just because the overall stock market is down. Uh-huh. So it, it would be like getting an extra 20% discount on your taxes, if yeah. you think of it in that perspective. Yeah. Because what, what's he probably going to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's either going to sell or take the distribution or convert the assets to a Roth. He's mm-hmm. going to pay the tax on it. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to keep investing. Oh, yeah. Because that's what Daddy Warbucks does. He's an investor.
2: So he's back in the game. Uh And as we pointed out a minute ago, a few years from now, he has probably seen an appreciation in his assets go past where Uh they were before when he had to pay the tax off of them. And so now he's, boom, Uh four, five, six years down the road. He's gone from having this huge tax burden Uh To putting it on the other side of the ledger.
0: Absolutely right.
2: Which is uh, something that you do when you have freedoms and something you do when you do planning and something you do when you're proactive as opposed to sit there and wait for them, Uh whoever them is, to do it to you. And in this case, it's probably the IRS and the federal Uh government. That's right. Here's another point that a lot of people don't know. We talked about... Maybe starting at age 60 or 65 and start moving some of these assets at lower tax brackets and getting them into different kinds of accounts, Roth or investment accounts or Uh investable real estate or whatever, and diversify yourself. We talked about the benefits of doing all that. And when you take money out of a retirement account, pre-RMD, pre-required minimum distribution, Uh you can convert that money. To a Roth. Yep. But a lot of people don't know they can't convert RMDs. That's right. So they wait until they're 72 and mm-hmm. they say, well, I'm just going to wait until then, Bubba. And, and then I'll convert it. And then I'll convert it. Yep. You can't. Yeah. The first money out has to have the tax paid on it yep. and can't go back. Now you yep. could, over and above, sure take some money out and convert that, mm-hmm. but that. So you have hampered yourself even from being able to stick it into a, a mm-hmm. Roth. A Roth is a wonderful thing for you to have in your lifetime. It's also a great thing to pass on. Sure. Because first of all, maybe there's no tax Uh to be owed on it. Also, if I inherit Daddy Warbucks Roth, I've got 10 years to make a decision about what I'm going to do with that money. I'm not required to do anything. That's right. Additional freedom. Uh I like additional freedom. But guess what? Freedom's not free. No, it's not. And you have to pay for it, Mm -hmm. probably with some taxes. Now, uh, when we say this, and we talk about taxes, and we talk about investments, and we talk about financial, and we talk about a little bit of math here, and then people don't like needles, and they want to avoid, do their eyes glaze over? They do. Mm -hmm. And many times they say to you, well, we'll talk more about that next year. Just trying to put it off. But every year that passes by, I want to place this little seed in your mind. Do you have any control as to what's going to happen with tax brackets in the future? No. Do you have any idea what they're going to do in Washington?
0: No idea. Probably don't have any idea what they're doing now. Maybe they don't, right? Mm -hmm.
2: And do you think there's a possibility the tax brackets are going to go up in the future? I mean, just think about it. Yeah. Look at our deficits. Mm-hmm. Look at uh, where we are. Where what does the the federal government have the ability to do? Increase taxes to be able to pay for itself. Sure. One of these days, we're going to have to pay the piper. Mm-hmm. And if interest rates stay high for an appreciable amount of time, and that federal debt gets more and more expensive, what's going to happen, Bubba? It's going to be expensive. A likelihood is that they're probably going to go up on my taxes. Yeah. So when I can pay tax and I can choose to pay tax and I can be proactive with paying tax, I may want to think about doing it uh-huh. now. I may want to plan it. I may want to consciously ask myself and maybe my tax preparer and my financial advisor, where's the next tax bracket? And How long can I pay taxes at this rate and be able to plan around it with more freedoms, Roth conversions, life insurance, a lot of other planning opportunities? Not that complicated, is it?
0: Well, not when you put it that way.
2: So do you think people are going to start flooding to their financial institutions and paying taxes tomorrow just because we advocated it? Unlikely, because people still don't like those shots, right? (laughs)
1: They
2: don't, even when it's going to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. We don't, but I want to encourage you. I want you to really think about it. I want you to think, you know, uh, I like freedoms. I like being in charge. I like avoiding things. But I also like doing something that's not just beneficial for me and for my country, but also for my family. Uh And maybe me paying the tax is a better option. Uh Because in my retirement years, don't you think I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket than my children? If all of those things are true, yeah. then you need to think about a strategy of paying tax now and having a little bit more freedom with your money. All of that from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio.